Hey, what's up with it, King? What's up with it, Queen? You already know who it is. It's your big bro, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose over pointless excuses. Yeah. Hey, look, y'all already know my job is to inspire, motivate, educate, and ultimately empower, right? And it don't stop this week. Every week I've been bringing you very special guests, giving you value on top of value. You know how I do it, stack it on top of more value, right? So look, this week I got a very special guest for you. So without further delay and without any more wasted time, I want to introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Edward DeShazer. Yeah! Let's go. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's first going of all, on? Did I get that last name right, bro? You, get me right. Man, you did. Yup. You got it. You got uh, it. Listen, man, my teachers killed it growing up. <laughs> and it's like, man, some of y'all been having me all year and you still can't get my name right, but you right. got it. Man, I'm grateful, bro. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for gracing us with your presence, bro. I know you all over the place. Uh, you're doing a phenomenal job, man, um, in the speaker field, bro. You 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 speaking at maximum impact. But before we even get into all of that, bro, because I know you, I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Like, who is Ed, right? And what exactly is it that you do? Nice. So, you know, I'm Ed Edward DeShazer. A lot of my friends call me Ed. Some of my real old friends call me Eddie. Um, I am a administrator at a K through eight school. I'm also a motivational speaker for teachers, primarily for teachers. I love to talk to kids, but really teachers is where I really hit home. Um, also an entrepreneur, uh, author, um, kind of all over the place, but my passion is education teachers, um, and just giving teachers the juice that they need to make the best connections they can with their students. Mm, I love it, man. Real quick to the point, man. So you're talking about an administrator, right? Like your sweet spot is educators, right? Uh, because you definitely can relate to them. Um, so, so, so let's talk about the grade levels um, for your administrative capacity. What's that level again? So we're K to eight, starting K-8. with four-year-olds and kids are usually getting out of us by what, 13, 14 at the oldest, I think. We're, we're K to eight. I've been at the same school since 2006. My father actually founded the school. That's how I got into education. I know we'll kind of touch wow. on how I ended up here in the first place, but my father was the school's founder. Um, and now I'm the executive director. I've been there since in my position since 2016. Uh, man, love what I do, man. And these, and these kids need champions. So, mm-hmm. you know, my job is to be a champion but then to empower other teachers to be champions for these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Ed. You said, wait, you say from 2016 and that's going to ride right into the next question. So that's perfect timing. Right. So you, you said you've been in an administrative capacity at the school since 2016 and currently at the time of this interview, it's 2022. So we talking about what's that six years. Yep. Six this going into my seventh year. So I started at the school in 2006 uh, started off as a seventh grade teacher, taught gym as well, uh, got into admissions and, and enrollment aspects and doing family services, and then became the executive director. My dad had some health issues back in 2016. So our board uh, put me in the position to be the director just, you know, as his, he was going through health battles. Um, and I've been in that position ever since. Wow, bro. Congratulations, bro, for the phenomenal job that you're doing, bro. Uh, stepping right in. Um, the, the foundation was laid and, and it seems as though like you walk right into the family business, like you, the purpose, oh man, see, you know, we're going to talk about purpose, right, Ed? So I want to highlight the people like, like you started 
in something that was already birthed and created by your father. He started a legacy and you're in a position where you're building upon that legacy. And not only are you building upon that legacy in an um, administrative capacity um, as an educator, but bro, you're impacting the entire world on an entirely different level with the words that come out of your mouth when you speak to these young people, like you just said, they need a champion. And from my perspective, where I'm sitting at, Ed, you walking in purpose and it looks like you fit right into the description of the champion that these kids need, bro. So I want to salute you for that. And let me ask you this, since we're, we're, we're already into how long you've been in an administrative capacity, right? Did we touch on how long you've been speaking and empowering students? Uh, so speaking, I started speaking, I mean, man, I'm really, I've been kind of speaking most of my life. Mm, you know, the first good. time I really spoke in front of a lot of people was uh, 2000. I was a senior in high school and our, our school was playing in the Martin Luther King uh, basketball tournament. So they would have a big tournament at the arena, uh, the Milwaukee arena. It'd be four teams. And I spoke at halftime with Ray Allen. Uh, just wait, talking wait, about wait, 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 bro. Like again, everybody like to come on the King Speaks podcast, bro, and just speed through something that's like, wait, man, hold up. You just run it back, man, because that's a very familiar name. If I might heard of that correctly, may I didn't, maybe I didn't. See, you got my words twisting up. See, people be trying to act. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate your humility, but let these listeners know, let these viewers know what you just said. So run that back, rewind. Yeah. So really, the first time I spoke in public. Uh, was at halftime of a, a big basketball tournament in Milwaukee when I was in high school. And I was able to speak with uh, my, my speech was right behind Ray Allen at the time he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Come on. Um, so I got a chance to meet him. George Carl was there the, at the time he was the Bucks head coach. Um, man, it was, so it was just an honor to be able to get out and do that. And the crazy part is I had the whole speech written out in our game. Actually it was right after our game. So our game just finished. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, after our game ends, I'll go to the locker room, get my speech, come back out. And our game ended. And they're like, all right, now we have Ray Allen speaking. And man, so I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to go get my speech out of my locker. <laughs> so I had to get up here and wing it. Um, wow. You know, but man, I was, I was prepared because it came from my heart. So I didn't need, you know, I was using the paper as a crutch, but I didn't need it because where I was speaking came from an authentic place. So it kind of mm -hmm. caught me off guard. Um, but that was really the first time I spoke in front of people I didn't know. You know, you growing up, you speak in front of your class and do those things as kids. But yeah. this there was about I think it was about 9000 people there. So I wow. spoke there. And then the crazy part is uh, fast forward to 2021. So really 20 years later, I spoke as the keynote speaker for my high, my high school's graduation in that same arena um, <laughs> for the graduation. So, I, you know, to go full circle to start there. And then to also turn around and, and speak for my high school at the, at the same arena was, you know, it, man, it's an honor. And man, it just it shows you how God works yeah. when you can look back, you know, and see how things worked out for you. Speak, King. Now, now I want to dig right back into this. Right. I want to back up and pull some things. I love to highlight things for the listeners and viewers, man. Maximum impact. Right. Um, so so as you were speaking, right, you said some phenomenal things. But I'm pretty sure there's somebody that's watching this and all they heard was you spoke after Ray Allen. So let me interpret this. All they heard was you closed, right? That, op that Ray Allen opened for you, right? While he were playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm just interpreting to you what my listeners have heard. Like, like your very first time speaking, which was 
2000 was about what 12 years ago right no about man 2021 21 22 years ago 2001 so come on give me right 20 21 years ago okay so 21 years ago your first time speaking it was a large tournament and right before you ray allen spoke so ray allen opened for you you were the keynote speaker and then fast forward it 20 something odd years later you end up right back in that situation. Do, oh man, come on, Ed, listen. I just want to highlight that so that people can see that it's the determination. It's the consistency. See, you were still doing the same thing 20 years later. You were just doing it on an accelerated pace at a higher level because now Ed, you were more experienced, right? So, so even at that time, I don't even know if you realized that Ray Allen had opened for you, but, but, but you kept moving in that same vein, right? Just like you stayed consistent with the foundation that your dad had laid, right? With the school, right? You walked into that opportunity, living in your purpose, right? Then when I asked Asked you how long have you been speaking you quickly said you've been pretty much speaking all your life so ed what i'm seeing is that that purpose has always been inside of you whether the purpose was in the educational field or the speaking field you were able to marry the two effortlessly because they always existed am i hearing this correctly ed man that that is true and i think you know as we're talking about purpose for me it was allowing my purpose to choose me and I think so often people go out and it's kind of just how you're kind of taught to do things in life, you know, go find out, find your purpose. And I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. Mm. You know, I thought my purpose was to play football my whole life. I wanted to go to the NFL. I wanted to go to the NFL. You know, I, I was an all American in college, tried out for two NFL teams. Two weeks later, after I finished my trial for those teams, I went and played in a basketball tournament blew my knee out the first play of the game. So that essentially ended my football career. And I listen, don't, don't get me wrong. Was I about to be a draft pick? Probably not, but Mm. I will outwork people. I know I would have made it because I'm going to outwork the person next to me. Mm. But at the time, you know, I looked at it and I was like, man, like this is what I worked for my entire life. But I had to go through that because a week after I had surgery, and and let me tie all this together because my story is so crazy. And I know you've heard me speak, but no one has really heard the depths of my story. So in May, was it May or April? I had my pro day, tried out for the Jets and the Dolphins were there. Mm. At the end of May, I was playing in a basketball tournament. Parents told me not to do it. I didn't tell my agent I was doing it. Blew my knee out. So I get back to Minnesota. I was living in Minnesota at the time. And I just had knee surgery mid-July, late July. I'm at home because I had surgery. I hear a noise at my front door. I open the front door. A guy shoots me. Bullet goes straight through my leg, um, out the back. You know, so long story short, I ended up going to the hospital. The guy was breaking into my house. He didn't think anyone was home. So he's breaking into my house because that's what they would do. They would go on a Friday night, figuring everyone's out partying. They break into folks' houses, take Xbox, cash, wherever they can grab their hands on, they take off. You know, this is college. Folks don't have alarm systems. You know, so I just happened to be home because I just had knee surgery. So from there, my dad was like, listen, like, obviously it's not safe for you. You know, I'm one of those people like, man, I don't got to learn. I only got to learn a lesson one time. Mm. So my dad was like, why don't you come back and start working at this school? So at the time, I'm like, man, I had NFL dreams and now I'm working as a, as a seventh grade teacher, making $24,000 a year. 
you know, so in your head, man, that's a big fall off. Mm, But then when I look back, man, God put me right where I needed to be because a, at the time I wanted to go to the NFL, I was wild. I was reckless. And if I would, if someone would have given me money, man, I probably would have ended up dead or in jail Mm, because I did mm. not, I was not mature enough to handle what I thought I was ready to handle. Mm. So God had to set me back, you know, lost my dreams, you know, get shot. That was my call to like, man, let me get back to Milwaukee. In my head, I'm like, man, I'm just going to go here, get myself, you know, figure it out. I just got, I knew I had to get out of where I was. Yeah. Man, look back, you know, 16 years later, I'm still doing what I'm doing and, and I'm doing what I love to do. You know, wow. I, I said all that to say, man, your purpose will choose you. And then when it does, your gift will, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. Yeah, speak and because me. I didn't fight what God, you know, a lot of times these things happen and people fight it. God gives us signs and we're too stubborn to open our eyes to, to mm. see them or to hear them. And at the mm. time I fought it, but I was like, let me just do what I need to do. Cause I was in my, my life was in chaos a little bit, Yeah. but looking back, man, everything had to happen for me to end up right where I was supposed to be, you know, and, and had all those things not happen, a me blowing my knee out. I wouldn't have been at home. Right. The guy would not have shot me. If I would not have gotten shot, I would not have moved back to Milwaukee. Mm. If I would not have moved back to Milwaukee, I would have never started at the school. And and today to be the executive director, to be speaking, and I leave tomorrow to go to Vegas to speak at a conference for educators. All of these things would not have happened if my dreams didn't blow up in my face. But that was God just repositioning me for what he had for me. Mm. So So, it's when I tell mm, my story, mm, mm, mm. you know, so often people have heard it, but a lot of the people in our community have only heard the the troubles I had in school. They don't know what ultimately other troubles I've had to end up right where I was supposed to be. But you know, it's you, when you look back with 2020 vision, it's very clear why I'm, why, why I am where I am. But at the time you're the man, pity, self doubt, Mm. frustration, depression, all those things cloud over you. Cause you're like, man, why me? Why did I have to get hurt? Why did I have to play basketball? Why did I have to get Mm. shot? And then I look back and it's like, man, God was putting me through the fire to get me where I had to go. So, I, man, I, I praise God that I went through all those things because now I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Wow, bro. And that's heavy, bro. You just laid a massive ton of weight in our chest. Listen, man, you, 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 you said, bro, you said you were grateful. You were blessed, bro. Like all the stuff that you just went through. Like you just wrapped that up with saying in all of that, bro, you, you, you grateful to God, right? Because you're able to see and recognize, like, you know how it goes 2020, right? Hindsight is 2020. You couldn't see it while you were in the process, Ed, but, but we talking about you trying out, right? For the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, two professional NFL football team, right? Now, even though you said you probably wasn't going to make it in the draft, still, bro, you were a standout athlete. And that's coming from somebody who wasn't athletic and who always had a clean jersey at the end of the game. You get where I'm coming from? So, So for you to even be able to try out for two NFL football teams, right? You actually be in a process, right? And then you go out and play basketball, blow out your knee. Now your NFL dreams are shot, right? I'm just trying to recap this, making sure that I I understood you here. NFL dreams are shot. You at the house because your knee has been blown out, right? You're at the house and then you go to the door, open the door, no reason at all, boom, you get shot. Wait, you already at home with a knee injury, which is why you're at home. 
Then on top of that, you get shot. So we're talking about adversity here. We're talking about obstacles. We're talking about challenges. We're talking about problems that resulted from a decision that at that time, Ed, it didn't seem like a major decision. All I'm finna do is go play some basketball. Mm-hmm. A simple decision turned into a chain reaction of events, right? Who at some point, a regular person, Ed, and I'm gonna say a regular person because majority of the people that listen to this and view these episodes are just regular everyday people. An everyday person normally would have given up or thrown in the towel and just got comfortable in that victim role because everything seemed to be happening bad in chronological order. But because you were built different, Ed, because you had a different support system, when things got chaotic, your dad was in a position to reach out to you and say, hey, why don't you come back, right, and and, and take your rightful position as heir, right, to to the kingdom, to the legacy that I have already built, and you were able to shift your mindset. You took a pivot, bro. You took a pivot, right, from chaos into purpose, right? You took a pivot from chaos into purpose, went from chasing the NFL dreams, going through catastrophic obstacles and adversity, right? And to answering the purpose, you said that your purpose chose you, Ed, your purpose chose you. And I just want to make sure they didn't miss that. So look, hit the thumbs up. Y'all hit the likes. Cause I know you're getting value already, right? Share this, right? Hit that notification bell. If you haven't already. So, you know, when we're releasing new content, right? Leave a comment. Let us know what you're getting. Let us know what your favorite part about this interview is. Now, Ed, back to you. I had to give you a time to breathe, man, because you had dropped so much weight. I knew you had needed a breather right quick. So now it's time to activate you again. It's time to put you back in the game. I'm going to pull you back off the bench. Ed, tell us, right, what was the motivation? What was the inspiration behind behind you accepting this shift? Now, I know things were chaotic in your world, right? But was it the gunshot that made you pivot? Like, was it the fact that your dad had had, had called you up and, and, and had a lifeline for you? What was the motivation between behind you pivoting, not just into taking your role in administration at the school, but also starting or reigniting your passion for speaking? I mean, it really was a combination of each thing. It's like, if, if, it, if the one thing didn't happen, the next thing didn't happen. If the next thing didn't happen, you know, so the gunshot was really the catalyst that sent me back to Milwaukee. You know, I was comfortable where I was. I, if I would not have gotten shot, I, I understood my NFL dreams were done. You know, I, I had kind of, I was there for that. Mm. You know, my, my thought was either move to Minneapolis. I was outside of Minneapolis at the time, move to Minneapolis or move to Las Vegas. Those are two places I really want to end up. I had a marketing degree. So I was like, man, let me get a job at a marketing company. I love I loved to be on computers. I love to be creative. Um, but the gunshot was like, man, I got to figure. It's like, man, God, give me a sign. Boom, get shot. Mm-hmm. Man, there, there's my sign. You know, so then my dad, that's what made my dad say, you know, why don't you come back here? And in my head, I'm like, man, let me go back to Milwaukee, get this figured out, get some direction with my life. And man, then, you know, you look around and I'm still here doing what I love to do. Mm -hmm. I always worked around kids. I was, I coached growing up in college. I worked at the boys and girls club with sports. I just always assumed I would either be a coach or I would be in the marketing field or be doing both marketing and coaching at high school or whatever. Um, But it was the gunshot that really changed, completely changed my direction to get me back in Milwaukee. And I still today, I mean, I, I look at the wound every time I shower, you know, went wow. straight in my leg, straight out the other side. And it's like, it's just, it's a reminder, you know, it's, it, it's the reason I am where I am. And mm. 
you know, it, at the time it was tough, you know, I'm like, man, what is going on? But this is the thing I learned. Anytime I'm on the right path, adversity is usually there. Mm, so, you know, before I ended up in Milwaukee, this is what happened. You know, before I ended up getting my life together in high school, I had to get expelled. I, I had to go through some trials, you know, even looking to uh, this past year, you know, I tore my Achilles the night before my birthday. And then a week later, we get notification that our school is moving and that we purchased a new building. So it's like, it, I, I almost encourage adversity. I mm. listen, I don't want to tear my Achilles again, yeah. but I usually know when something like that happens to me, I'm going the right direction. Mm. And, and I think that's just through experience through my life. Cause every time something bad happened, something good was on the other side of it, but I had to get through that storm. You had to get through in order to get to. So, 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 so your pain actually, and this is my favorite. I love when I get an opportunity to say this, this is one of my favorite quotes. I don't even know if I made it up or got it from somewhere else, but listen, that pain actually propelled you into your position of purpose. Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. So you said that you, it's not that you want to have bad things happen to you, but it's to the point to where you welcome it. Like you expect it because why history have shown you, right? Because you are aware, right? Of the process that takes place in your life. When things happen that seem to be catastrophic or seems to be sort of tragic for average people, right? You know that it is the catalyst that catapults you into a higher trajectory, right? Oh man, into your higher purpose, into your higher authentic self. Is that what you're telling me, Ed? Yeah, most definitely. And, and I think the thing is just knowing I've learned to embrace that. And there's a story that uh, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, the story. So when there's a storm coming and you got a cow that's sitting in a field, mm. when the storm is coming, what does the cow do? The cow will look and see the storm coming from the West and the cow will try to run the opposite way. Mm. Now, as everyone knows, cows are slow. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is as that storm is over the cow, it's running with the storm. So that means because the cow tried to run away from the adversity, it actually stayed in the adversity in the storm much longer because it's running with the storm and a cow is not fast. Wow. But what they say, is it a, uh, is it a bison? I believe it's a bison. When a storm comes, the bison turns and runs toward the storm. So what happens with that bison, the bison ain't that much faster, but because it runs into the storm, mm. now they meet and the storm goes over it quicker. So it's just a lesson of knowing that when these things happen, yes, it, it sucks. Yeah. Take some time to be like, man, you know, woe is me, woe is me. But then we got to get up and get to work. Sweet we got to understand why, why we're going through it. And I've gotten to the point now when these things happen, I just, I embrace it. Why? Because this is what makes you stronger. Adversity is what makes you stronger. You know, pain is what makes you stronger. When people work out in the gym, it's no pain, no gain. Why? Yeah. Because you don't have gain unless you stress, stress your muscles. You know, you don't have gain unless you stress your patience. That's you don't have gain unless you stress your purpose. You have to work those things for them to get stronger. Yeah, yeah. That's why you look at every successful person. All it is is a story of perseverance. You know, Jeff Bezos, a story of perseverance, working out of his garage. Elon Musk, I mean, he was a little ahead of the curve with a lot of money, but man, he fought through some things. Yeah. You know, you look at Inky Johnson, fought through some things. Oh, Jeremy, fought through some things. Your story, you fought through some things. You know, people, the, all the great people that, that what they have in common is they fought through and embraced adversity. Yeah. They're no different, man. We put our pants on the same way. One it's just you, you, you get these situations and you don't let them beat you down. 
you got you to gotta embrace them and fight back and get up and then get up again and keep getting up. So I know when these things are happening, man, there's something that's going to be taught. I may not see it right away, yeah. you know, but 10, 15 years later, you look back and you're like, man, this is exactly why I had to go through what I had to go through. Absolutely. Ed, man, that's, 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 bro. I love how you talking, bro. I know they're getting value because I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm being reminded of a lot, bro. And when you were doing the breakdown of all of the people you were naming, very highly influential people, including our mentor, Jeremy, man. And, and you even threw me off in there with the struggles that I've had to encounter and what it all reminded me as I listened to you and all the obstacles and the adversity. And I think about my adversity that I've overcome and all of the people who, and who has influenced me. And I'm reminded of my love and appreciation for superheroes, bro. Like I'm a superhero fanatic. I love superhero movies, watching them with my kids. I like to pick out points and break it down. But the thing that they all have in common in, is that there always is some type of adversity that I like to use the term a normal or an average person couldn't overcome. And it's the fact that that superhero either had super capabilities or had endurance and tenacity to overcome or was like that bison that ran towards the storm and the storm passed over him as opposed to the slow, the big, the heavy cow that's moving, trying to run away from the problems, trying to run from their inadequacies, trying to run away from their incompetence as opposed to running towards the information so that they can obtain the education so that they can elevate. Come on, Ed, listen, we about to go somewhere else on here. Let me stay <laughs> calm. Let me stay cool. And let me get back to pulling these jewels from you, bro. Let me give you this microphone back. Let me ask you this, Ed. Cause I can already tell how your services add value to other people. So what I want to know though, is in your pursuit to add value, right? In your pursuit of living in your purpose, like talk to me since we still own this adversity, right? Since we own these obstacles and these challenges, we've talked about past challenges that you've overcome. Like we got to let people know that even now, right? When things are coming full circle, like when you got that uh, hindsight, that 2020 view and you realize 10, 15 years later that it's working in your favor. Like let's talk about when that adversity or obstacle resurfaces, right? When it, that season again to go through in order to get to. What is a challenge that you're facing right now, Ed? And tell us how you are dealing with it. You know, right now we're, we're in the process of remodeling a building. And, you know, we've, we've had some contractors and some construction people when we bring them in and say, hey, this is what we're trying to do. They look at us like, man, you're trying to do this by when? Mm. Like, we're trying to be done by September. People, people are like, oh, September 2023. I'm like, no, September 2022. Mm. Like, we got to get done. You know, so that's really the biggest thing is normally in the summertime, you know, school is out. My job as an, as an administrator, I can kind of take that hat off a little bit. And that's a lot of times where I try to connect, speak, man, just really, re, you know, recharge my battery, refill my tank up, spend some time with the family, take some vacations. Um, but this year, I don't have that because, you know, like today I was meeting with an inspector at the building. So it just it's my summers look a little different, you know, but I love it because I know all this hard work is going to get our teachers and our kids into a brand new building come this fall. And, you know, I, I posted this on Instagram, you know, the people that love to tell you what can't be done are the people who can't do it themselves. Oh, yeah, speak, you know, yeah. we're going to, we're going to get it done. Why? Because we don't have another choice, Yeah. you know, and then not, I'm not giving, give, we don't have a plan B it's either plan A has to work or it has to work. work. Like, like Neo always says, man, this is either going to work. Or it's going to work. We don't have a choice. So that's really the, the biggest battle we have right now. Um, just making sure we can get everything done for our kids to come back. But, 
you know, every day when we first started, like even a week ago, they were saying door frames, you know, with the supply chain door frames were three months out. We got an email today that door frames are five weeks out. So it's like, once I worry, you know, I'm sitting here like, man, will this get done? So I start questioning, questioning it. Mm. And then it's like, then I just need God to remind me with the email. Like, no, we got you. Come on. Like, listen, when you do what you're supposed to do, when you do what God has put you on this earth to do, doors will open for Speak, you. King. And you don't have to knock and pound and kick doors in. The people that have to knock and pound and kick doors in are people that aren't living within their purpose. Mm. In my opinion, now, listen, I'm not telling you not to go out and get what you got to go get, but when you live within your purpose, yeah. I've noticed it myself, man, life gets easier and it gets easier because you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It does not take work for me to go and talk to these teachers. Mm-hmm. It does not take work for me to work, wake up every day and go and connect with these kids. Purpose is what makes you wake up on the days you don't want to. It makes you get out of bed when you're tired. Yeah. It makes you, you know, go to work after a night where you couldn't sleep because for whatever reason, you know, when you, when you start living within your purpose, life gets easier because you get stronger. Come on. So it's not that the problems change is that we get stronger and we're able yeah. to carry the burden a lot more than we, than we would if we were not living within our purpose. Man, this is phenomenal. This is phenomenal. Ed. look, man, why are you on this hot street, right? Why are you dropping these flames, man? Why people are at the edge of their seat? Like I keep trying to sit back, but I keep ending up back leaning up, man. Listen, I need you to let everybody know, bro, how they can connect with you. Like what's your social media handles? Like what's your website? Like if they trying to book you to speak, you know what I'm saying? Look, I ain't even mad to share the platform. Like if they looking to book me, but they want to book you, listen, let's do it. Uh, let them know where they can connect with you at. No, I appreciate that. So all of my social media, Media is my full name, Edward DeShazer, E-D-W-A-R-D-D-E-S-H-A-Z-E-R. So that's my Twitter. That's my Instagram is probably the easiest way. And then my website is www.teachersed.org. And that's the easiest way to connect and book me. Uh, YouTube is the same, Edward DeShazer. Um, pretty easy to follow. There ain't there ain't too many other Edward DeShazers. If there are, I ain't met the person yet, but uh, you know, it's not a not a common name. So that's the easiest way to connect and man, I'm always looking to make connections with, with like-minded people. Cause that's yeah. just, that's how you propel further in life. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. Outstanding. So y'all got the information. Y'all make sure y'all plug in with my bro, Ed, check it out, Ed, real quick. Give me one of the most important lessons because with all this adversity, with all this challenge, with all this purpose, right. That you're living, right. It had to be some phenomenal lessons. So drop one of those jewels off on us. If you will, please. What's one of the most important lessons you've learned over man, the, the, the lesson I share when I talk to kids, it, it, I heard, it from a I saw it on Facebook from a businessman said it you know you will beat 50% of the people just by showing up Mm. 50% of the people that you're that you're competing against aren't going to show up the first time the next 40% you got to beat by showing up every single day it can't be I show up on Monday and Friday they take off because I'm ready for the weekend you got to show up every single day so the first 50% you're going to beat just by showing up once the next 40% you're going to have to beat by showing up consistently. The last 10% is going to be a dog fight. And the only way you win a dog fight is by paying attention to the details, mm. being on time, being true to your word. You know, those are the details that are going to beat the rest of the people. So 50% just by showing up the next 40, if you show up consistently, and that's not, that's not once a month, that's every single day. You got to put in the work on the days that you don't want to. And that last 10% is going to be a dog fight. But if you've done all that and you lose, man, just know that you lost someone better than you. Mm, the, on, worst is, the worst is losing <laughs> to someone because you didn't prepare because you didn't show up consistently. Man. You took a day off and the next man beat you. Now, if you've done all those other things and you get beat, 
man, there's just people that are going to be better than you. And that's just what life is. But if you do all those things and lose, man, now you can know that you lost someone better than you versus you taking days off and you lose. Now you got to live with regret. Mm, come on, Ed. Now let's value stack. Let's, let's stack some more value on top of that, Ed. We done sparked something inside of somebody. They've watched this interview and Ed, you got them fired up. You understand what I'm They used to hearing my voice and seeing my face, but hey, you particularly said something that they can connect and they can relate to and they want to get started, bro. Now they want to walk on purpose. Right now they want to answer that purpose that has been calling them, but, but, but. They don't have a father that can call them and say, hey, why don't you come and work at the school? Ed, they, they don't have an opportunity where they were able to actually have a Ray Allen open up for them. Right. Like they don't know. Right. The power in all of the pain that you've experienced with blowing your knee out, losing your NFL dreams. Right. Then getting shot. And they didn't they don't understand how that catapulted you to your purpose. Like, what does that mean to them? Like, how can they actually step out and start doing what you and I do by walking in our purpose and just so happen to be making impact while making income. I mean, I think, you know, it's finding what you love to do. You know, I love to connect with kids. I love to be a part of the community. You know, if your if your passion is art, find something that you can do. Man, there's nothing worse. The American dream, man, it's a farce. The American dream that they taught us growing up, was work as hard as you can for mm. all your life and then retire. And man, by the time people retire, you 67 years old, old, life is gone. Speaking. You can't even enjoy it. So find what you love to do and then find a way to monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nothing worse than waking up and hating going to work. Mm. And the majority of Americans wake up and they hate going to work, you know? So whether it's art, whether you, man, whether you're a talented electrician, man, learn how to run your own business. You know, it's not all about the higher education and in education. I tell people that a lot of people got skills that aren't math related, that aren't English related, that aren't science and social studies, but whatever you love to do, yeah. find a way to monetize it. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be. Mm, find what you love doing and find a way to monetize it because man, it mon man money is not everything. Listen, money is great. But some of the hap some of the richest people are some of the most miserable people killing themselves. Why? Because they don't do what they love because they're too busy chasing, chasing the bag. And listen, the bag is good. It's nice to go on vacations. It's nice to have nice things. But if you are not happy in the process, what's it for? Mm. You know, so make sure you know, you find what you love to do, find a way to monetize what you love to do. And if you can't do that, man, keep, keep going until you find out how to, how to do it. See, there's too many resources out here for us to still be falling behind mm. there's too many classes mentorships invest in yourself yeah you know we have to invest in ourselves listen those jordans are great but those jordans aren't making me money come on See. you know and I, I think i think that's where our people struggle yeah it is. is you know what i wear on the outside is more important than what i got on the inside come on come on and if you don't Speak got on the inside me. the outside don't matter there's a lot of folks with nice jordans in a casket right now Mm. so yeah, man bro. anything man find what you love to do monetize it and at all costs protect your happiness at mm. all costs listen man i couldn't have wrapped that up any better man find what you love doing find a way to monetize oh my goodness and protect your happiness at all costs listen Y'all already know what's up with it. That's your big bro, Ed, over there. Y'all already know me. I'm your big bro, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose, over pointless excuses. I'll see y'all next week. Yeah! <laughs>